This podcast is brought to you by Florence Filter, the leading company in air filters. They care about your air and have been since 1971. Good morning, everyone. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. If you are interested in learning more about digital marketing, this is the podcast for you. Our guest today is Alicia Johns, the founder and creative director of Lish Creative. Starting out in freelance, Alicia took her creative passions and developed her own agency where she serves as a creative director and helps companies really brand themselves. Working with name companies like Benefit Cosmetics and Delta, which I'm excited to hear about, Alicia will be joining us to tell her story and provide some insight into the increasingly important realm of digital marketing. Welcome, Alicia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So tell me a little bit about Alicia in college. Did you intern somewhere that helped you start out? I'm curious where where the start really came from. Sure, that's a great question. Uh, my career actually started in advertising. So I interned at a branding firm in Pittsburgh, which is where I'm from. And that really helped me get a sense of what it's like to brand different companies. So when you were starting out in Pittsburgh and you were branding companies, is this something you knew you were going to get into and, and do long term? Or was it something that you were kind of trying out and you ended up? Uh, having a passion for? Well, I was kind of trying it out. I always knew that I wanted to work in advertising. I I wanted to be a creative director initially. And this internship was kind of a writing internship. So I started as a copywriter mainly. And as I went on, it kind of developed into other things with the, the rise of Instagram and all of that came into play. But I really started as a writer. So when you were writing, what did you used to write about? I would do different admissions materials for colleges and universities. So a lot of our clients at that internship, it was higher education. And we would work on, you know, those little flyers that you get in the mail, the emails that you get from schools, all these things to make schools more appealing because it's such a tough market right now, especially private liberal arts schools. So, and then, so, okay, I hear you doing the, the writing and then something must have happened for you to say, you know what, ultimately I could, I could see a career in this. I could, I could see, I could take this thing to the next level. Was there something, was there a pivotal point or something that happened while you were writing that made you say, hey, you know what, I think I can do this and maybe even better than how I'm, mm-hmm. I'm currently working? Well, it was really Instagram. Instagram was the turning point. I was an early adopter. I started utilizing it for fun. Um, you know, as with dreams of becoming a creative director, I really needed a way to build a portfolio and Instagram did that for me. So I took pictures of things that I thought were cool and I thought were fun on the nights and weekends. And that really turned into my job. (laughs) 
So um, was there any challenges initially on or did you, or is it just easy going from the beginning? Well, it was a challenge because I wasn't a photographer at the beginning. I was a writer, but I was using my phone to take pictures and people started reaching out wanting me to create content for their brand. And I really just never said no to anything and learned as I went along, learned how to use the camera, hired people to help me when I needed. And another challenge was that I was still working a full-time job in advertising while I was doing this. So it was a lot of nights and weekends and trying to squeeze in my own clients. So it sounds like you had your own little side hustle while you were working. So you were learning and engaged exactly. in what you were doing. And then ultimately, you let that propel you to have your own uh, side business that ended up becoming a real business down the road. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. So when I had enough clients uh, that I felt like I could comfortably leave my job, and when it got to the point where I was turning down client work because of my full-time job, I knew that was time to take the job. Tell me about family support. Was your family uh, supportive of you starting your own thing? Did they think you should stay um, working the nine-to-five deal? Well, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So it definitely was expected kind of for me to want to do my own thing. I think they were a little nervous because they're not really sure like how the internet works. You know, they're like, well, this Instagram thing, like how long is that going to be around? (laughs) You know, but as entrepreneurs themselves, I I think they, you know, were able to know why that's something that I wanted for myself. So let's assume that we have a a lot of young listeners listening to this and um, they're in college, maybe they're in law school or or getting their MBA, or maybe they're Mm -hmm. doing their undergrad and their parents really expect them to graduate and get get a a full-time uh, job and that's the expectation and really there there is no expectation to be an entrepreneur um, wh- but they they feel like they want to be and they're concerned mm-hmm. that maybe their their parents would not um, help them in that manner as maybe you got a little bit of help because you you saw the entrepreneurial behavior of your parents pay off so what kind of advice would mm-hmm. you would you give to them that's a great question I, I've seen a lot of people go through that. I think starting as a side hustle is the best way to kind of prove your concept, prove your business. You know, something that made my parents so comfortable was the fact that they could see that I was making money, <laughs> right? So they could see that this was a viable business and people had a need for this because I was like, oh, look, mom and dad, like I, my income is now matching what I'm making at my full-time job, right? So... I think that's a big part of it is starting out small to kind of prove your concept. I, I love it. It shows that, you know, you were willing to take the risk on doing it, but at the same time you kept something going. And then once you realized you're ready to go all in, uh, you know, you explained it to your parents and you went through it. You had a, you had a plan in place to make sure that you could accomplish this. Did anybody help you with this or did, was this a hundred percent on your own? Um, like the plan to leave? Uh, not necessarily the plan or, to leave, but just more lines of like, you know, starting starting the company. Did you have like some mentors that helped you? Uh, people that yeah, gave I you advice? A, I had a few mentors that would, you know, suggest me and give me work and um, that kind of thing. 
from the agencies that I worked at, and I met some people through Instagram that would also recommend me for projects and that kind of thing. So the internet, people on the internet really helped me a lot. So yeah, it was good to have people that were referring to work. How, how did you meet people on Instagram and through the internet? Like what, what did somebody reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? Like how, how did that, how did that shake out? Well, I think a lot of times people forget that social media is, you know, created for us to be social. So, so many people throw up a post on Instagram without really interacting. And so really, I just started by interacting. Like I would spend hours a day on Instagram getting to know people, commenting, messaging people. And also like in Facebook, there were some Facebook groups that I joined right at the beginning that were female entrepreneurs that helped me to find my people, you know? So can you give me an example of, maybe you don't remember a particular person, but can you give me an example? So you're in a, let's just use Instagram because you you mentioned it to start with. So you're, Mm -hmm. you see some people posting some either content that you liked and then you would write to them directly and, and say something like what? Well, sometimes you just like chat with people, right? So if they have a, a post about a vacation they're going on, it's, you know, asking them, oh, like, how was it? Like, what was your favorite part? Like, really engaging in conversation with people. And I also had people reach out to me in that way. For instance, one of my best friends and greatest mentors saw my photos on Instagram, thought they were awesome, and reached out to me to be on her blog. And so that is also a good way to, you know, form relationships is to ask people to feature them or collaborate with them in some way. Makes sense. So let's pivot now to uh, Lish Creative, the the company that you you founded. So like, what do you guys, what does Lish Creative really do? We create photos, videos, and stop motions for a variety of fashion, lifestyle, and hospitality brands. And why do people go through a company like yours versus a competitor or someone else? Well, we attract brands that have our same kind of bright and vibrant style. And it's usually companies that have an internal social media team, but maybe they need a little help. Maybe they need help with the concept. Maybe they have a new product launching and they want a special stop motion to share that with people. When um, a company is is being evaluated by you guys to see if there's something you, you can do, is there sometimes mm-hmm. where it wouldn't be a good fit, like a, maybe a certain industry, like if it was aerospace or cars, yeah. or is, there, is there certain industries or, or companies that you would decline to work with because of the type of industry they're in? Definitely. I mean, I think for us, the best fits have been a lot of beauty, lifestyle, hospitality, because they're bright and fun and colorful. I don't think a dark and moody brand would do well with us. I mean, as much as we can adapt, we also work with a lot of brands that target females. Uh, A lot of the work is so feminine and fun and pink. Um, It's rare that we'll work with a brand whose target audience so when you're working with different females on on putting together a brand strategy how does it start like how do they reach out to you they say hey i've got a i've got a brand i I need some help in 
in uh, outreach. I want to do something on the marketing side. Like, how does how does it actually work? Mm-hmm. So we start with a, a brand discovery, and we find out like who they are, what they're trying to do, who they're trying to target, what age is their target, um, what gender is their target, where does their target like to shop? You know, all these questions to try to get a sense of what we can really help them with, whether it's content for their Instagram or a video for their website. Uh, we ask questions to try to figure out how we can help. And so do you guys actually create the videos? Like, do you have a videographer and, and photo people that yes. go out and see them? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually the primary photographer in the company. And then I have a team of videographers, editors, stylists, wardrobe designers, I bring in these different people to help with different projects. Okay, and then where where is the scope of your your practice? Is it um, just locally? What areas do you work in, or does it matter? It doesn't matter actually. Um, I have a retainer client now that they're based in Hong Kong, so I've we've worked with brands all over the world really. Um, but for clients who want to be there in person to attend a photo shoot. They are in LA usually, unless they fly in, which I've had happen before, which is kind of cool. So, if you're working with a client internationally, there's obviously struggles of like mm-hmm. finding photography over there and videographers and all that. So, how did how did you work with a client in another space? Well, we actually do everything here still. Um, so we still do every shoot everything in LA, shoot everything in LA. The only difference is that they aren't here in person for the shoot, but that's not really uncommon. And we just have to be really thorough with the materials that we send them before the shoot. So we have to, you know, let them know these are the background colors that we're using, these are the props, all of that kind of thing that they sign off on beforehand. So with all the technology advances, it's, it, it makes it really easy for you to do this. It sounds like it would be harder to do it you know, 30 years ago, but today, because you can leverage off the fact that there's Instagram and Facebook and you can do go to meetings and you can do FaceTime, it makes your business a lot easier. I'm curious as I, as I think about, uh, I'm curious as I think about a lot of different questions, I'm going to go through this really quick rapid fire question. I want to hear your uh, input and thoughts on a couple of different things. We like to shake up some of these podcasts. So have some fun with this. Uh, Number one, uh, is there a favorite book that you like to read? Uh, life-changing magic of tidying up. Uh, what is some outside hobbies that you have besides for photography? Because you can't say that because you did mention it. Any other outside <laughs> hobbies that you, that you enjoy? Yes, actually. Okay. What is the best uh, financial advice you ever received? Hire someone to help. <laughs> what is the worst financial decision you ever made? The worst financial decision I ever made was probably trying to do it myself for the first year of business. Awesome. Well, thanks for playing the quick rapid fire. I'm curious if there's any new projects that you're working on, anything you're really excited about right now? Aside from client work, I have a course coming out later this summer for people who are interested in photography called Slay the Flatway. Can you say that one more time? What's What's it called? It's called Slay the Flat Lay. And what's the... Uh, the flat Lay is a type of overhead photography. So it's, you know, teaching people how to master those Instagram-worthy 
friends that we see. Is this an online class or a, um, f- a physical face-to-face class? It will be online. Great. Um, if you are a college student or someone who is trying to get into being an entrepreneur, is this something that they should be thinking about? I think if you're interested in photography or you're trying to be a blogger or you have a product-based business that you need photography for, it would be very helpful. Awesome. So you've obviously had a lot of success in, in working your brand. I can tell you really know what you're doing in, in all the different avenues that you're using to promote uh, companies. I'm curious um, uh, if there's any other advice that you would give those starting out and trying to figure out how to do their side hustle. Is there anything we missed or anything, any other advice that you might have? I think the biggest thing is that um, they need to remember that they can be whoever they want to be on the internet. So start that blog, write that post, build that website, just start and don't be afraid to put on the internet that you're a photographer or that you're an entrepreneur or that you're a writer. Put it out there and make things happen. It really is okay for people to make mistakes because you learn from that and you're able to continue mm-hmm. to develop, right? Um, how can right. our listeners, before we wrap up, how can our listeners uh, connect with you or follow up with you if they want to learn more, if they're interested in either um, creative marketing for them, their own companies or you know they're starting out and they want, they want to learn from you? What's the, what's the best way for them to follow up with you? Sure. Our website is lishcreative.com. We're also lishcreative on Instagram. And my personal Instagram is at alishylishy. And that's the best place that you can get in touch with me. Awesome. Well, thank you, Alicia, for so much for uh, spending the time with us today. This has been a Stella Oak Mavens podcast. We empower you, the listener, to take control of your life. You can follow our Instagram at Stella Oak Mavens for updates and more information about the podcast.